Hey everyone, how are you doing today? I pray you're doing well. Welcome to our third annual Donahue Family Christmas. And as you can see, we have expanded. Our family has expanded and I want to introduce you to everyone and the newest members of our families. What we're gonna do, we'll do that. Then Elizabeth, Michael's wife, our daughter-in-law, will get up with the little kiddos. They'll exit so she can be with the kids. We'll bring her back. But in the meantime, let me introduce everyone to you. This is our son, Michael Jr. This is Michael and Elizabeth's little guy, Trip. Trip Donahue, he's two and a half. This is Michael's wife, our daughter-in-law, Elizabeth Donahue. Their newest daughter, 10 months, Ellie, Ellie Jane. They call her Ellie Girl. <laughs> Cheeks. Look at, come touch my hand, touch my hand. I'm just loving this. Then, of course, Hannah, our daughter, and then Mike Sr. at the end, my hubby, hubby, hubby. So we're just thrilled uh, to have everybody here. We're, we're thankful. We don't take any of it for granted. And uh, what we want to do is just bring some light. Maybe it's been a rough patch for you. Maybe it's great. We just want to be a part and say Merry Christmas. So what I'll do at this time, just because of kiddos, <laughs> is... We'll have Elizabeth and Tripp and Ellie exit just for a little bit. Then we'll bring them back and uh, join us at the end. So we'll take a break. Stand by. Hey, everyone. So look, we are back. Uh, Elizabeth went out with the Grands, and she'll be back. But we want to go through this message. It's called Love's Pure Light. And this is really interesting to me. I got the, this little phrase, silent night, holy night, son of God loves pure light. It's just another way to describe Christ. And I got to thinking about Christmas. We love Christmas as a family. But don't you love when you see the lights? Think about Christmas and you start seeing in your neighborhood the lights go up or your favorite restaurant and everything is just lit up. The sky is lit up. I, I, I personally get so pumped. I'm one of the ones who after Thanksgiving start and I'm like, we got to get into the attic, Mike. We got to start. We got to pull stuff down because I love Christmas so much because I love what it represents. I love who it represents. So all through the show, be thinking light. And also with this thought in mind, if it's been dark, Christ came and his light penetrated the darkness. That's why Christmas is so powerful. So love's pure light. You'll see another reference to light in this wonderful, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Um, Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life. There it is again, light. And also brings in the word life to all he brings. Trying to drive home light. Jesus is light. I'm going to go through two more references and then I'm going to uh, defer to Michael to start his. But this light in life, I thought it was interesting. There's a scripture that we all love and it will show you that light cannot be differentiated or separated from life. Now this is very important. If you need life in your situation, you need light to be brought into the darkness. This is what'll happen, now watch. I won't read the whole thing. John 1, 1 through 5 is our text. 
But the second part says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Michael and I were going over this on the phone the other night. Light and life cannot be separated. Genesis 1, 3, remember we were talking about this. In the beginning, God says, let there be light. So creation starts. But he also creates the sunlight. And so this author was saying, when God brought the sun, puts it into the sky, the light, here's where I'm going with it, the light of that sun starts breathing life into all the vegetation, all the plants, all of creation. He said it was a photosynthesis, so I had to look it up. Remember fifth grade? Photo meaning light, synthesis meaning bringing it together. He goes further to say, hang with me, when the light of Jesus, he comes in the Beth, came as a baby, right? Bethlehem. When that light enters your life, life begins. Light, life, light, life. He says it's divine photosynthesis. The light came, comes into our hearts through Christ and produces the life of God in us. This stuff's huge. You must be born again. That's how we get to heaven. The light of God. So now go back to Bethlehem. The babe in Bethlehem was born to bring that light so that we receive it and we get life. On the earth, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. On the earth, but eternal life in heaven. You can't separate the two. In him was, I mess this up sometimes, in him was life. And the life was the light of man. That's just powerful. And I'm going to send it to Michael. I've got six points of what this love's pure light does. And I was describing to you light comes in, produces new life, born again life in you. Photosynthesis. But it also does these six other things. So, Michael, I had you look. You're going to do two, going to do two, going to do two. Really listen, though. You need life. You need light. We're going to start breaking that down for you. What did you discover, son, on this love's pure light? Okay, so um, I'll do the first two points, and I'll start with point number one. And the, the first point is that this pure light brings a new song. Um, and so if we, if we want to get a bit contextual where we are at in the Scripture, especially in the New Testament, when we leave Malachi in the Old Testament and then start in any of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's been a, a little over 400 years of quiet, right? Um, you got to think, uh, if you're the Jewish people, four generations of Jews have been waiting for this prophesied Messiah and Savior to come to the earth and save them, deliver them, reestablish them as the people group of the world. And so I, I, if I think about that, I'm like, all right, it's 400 years, four generations of Jews. It's like your great, great, great granddad used to tell store, the story of the coming Messiah. It's like, well, it's probably never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're in the New Testament. You're reading in Luke 2, Jesus comes, and he's the fulfillment of the prophecies that were told in the Old Testament through all these generations of Jews. And it's interesting because I would imagine if you're a Jew in that time, you're, you're expecting the, the Savior to make this 
glorious entrance into the world as the king to establish dominance. Rather, he's <laughs> born into a family that probably didn't have much of anything to their name in a barn, and there's no one really there to mm. like welcome him and celebrate the arrival of the king. Mm. Um, but what I thought was interesting when you when we want to focus on the new song aspect of it all is like in the beginning, like my mom just said, God spoke, and the first commandment or not commandment, the first command that He gave was light, which is interesting to me that we're focusing on pure light. And so when you think of a song and someone who sings lyrics, you're, you're speaking it out loud, mm -hmm. right? And there's melodies and different ways you can you know, deliver the, the song or the lyric, but you're essentially using your words to express something. Um, and I found it interesting that the Bible starts with God speaking life into something. And then we fast forward to the New Testament. And one of the first things the angels proclaim is Luke chapter 2. Um, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with him who he is pleased. So the angels are proclaiming a new song, a Very new good. coming of that's a king good. that's a fulfillment to the prophecies of old. Hmm. Um, and they're proclaiming life over the, the whole world, right? Not just a certain situation, but over all of mankind. And you can find all different scriptures uh, throughout the Bible that talks about the power of your tongue, right? And, and how... Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we literally have the power to speak life over a situation with our song, is what I'm saying. Oh. Um, and then the second Ooh. point I'm loving is that. this pure light brings the age of grace. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about like just the phrase, the age of grace, um, like historically speaking, if you go all the way back through different empires who ruled parts of the world for a time, it was an age of this, an age of that. An age has a beginning and it has an end. Well, in this way, we'll read it here. The age of grace started when Jesus was born. That's right. But it hasn't ended yet. We're still like in that time period. Um, basically saying <laughs> it's not too late to That's receive... Right. The grace. Amen. That's right. And so when you think about grace, and I get kind of nerdy with all this stuff, what's the definition of it in the dictionary, how it's used biblically? And here, grace is, can be defined as undeserved favor, uh, something that cannot be earned, and something that's freely given. <clears throat> so if you think about something that's freely given, you can, you can um, look at probably arguably the most famous scripture in all the Bible, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. <clears throat> and you can finish the verse from there. But it's, it's something that, when you think about it, God's grace doesn't really make sense like for our minds to fully comprehend. But it's something that when, if we sit with it long enough and you actually receive it, it's absolutely life-changing. Like the age of grace, God's grace, when he enters your heart, like my mom was saying earlier, it's accompanied by peace, love, joy. It, it's just, it's a game changer. Um, and so I was thinking about the age of grace and how it relates to pure light. I, I've heard this quote many times and, and I, I looked for the reference and, and who said it. Some people say it was C.S. Lewis. Other people say it was different authors, but essentially the quote is, 
don't shine so that others can see you. Shine so that through you, others can see him. Oh, wow. And so the pure light is the age of grace. Mm-hmm. You become saturated and full of God's grace. So that now you can sing your song to everybody else who's going to oh, be around you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was... Really? <laughs> awesome, bud. I just am sitting here. I, here. So just so you know, my goodness. I let them know what we're talking about. They arrive with what you just heard. We didn't, he didn't go over all that with me. We went over like, what are you going to say? You know, what's your, what, what two points would you like to say? It was awesome. Very good. Thank you so much. Very good. Folks, what I encourage you to do is just keep replaying these shows. Like he said, faith comes by hearing. Sit under. Is it dark? Place yourself. Position yourself under, tr- under truth. Mm-hmm. It'll start knocking out dark. I'm telling you it will. I love it. Age of Grace. Woo! Hannah, what yeah, two points really do you have? You got it. You're good. You got it. You got it. <laughs> what two points? Okay, mine are this pure light removes fear, and the fourth one is going to be this pure light brings the good news that your sins can be forgiven. Mm. But I thought it was funny that you brought up the way that Jesus came into the world, because I was just listening to that Priscilla Shire sermon. Mm -hmm. I sent it to mom. It's really good. I'll send it to y'all. But she talked about the way that Jesus came into the world, and it wasn't the way that the people were expecting the king and the savior that has been promised to them to arrive. And so when they came into the synagogue to dedicate Jesus, you're supposed to bring a lamb really. And that like signifies that you have enough money basically, and that you're well off. Well, they, I mean, Jesus was born in a major, they had nothing. So they had to bring in a turtle dove, but she said, it's so interesting how so many people in the church we're looking for the savior to come a certain way and they missed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They missed everything that they're literally coming in with the lamb of God, but they're noticing that, Oh, this couple didn't come in with a lamb to sacrifice, but they're literally coming with the lamb, the lamb of the world. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying that to say, it made me think that the angel had to appear and say, do not be afraid. I bring good news because I don't think it was the way that they were expecting the savior of the world to enter. And it made me think of us in modern day, like how many times are we believing and praying for the Lord to come through for something or answer something? And it's not always answered the way that we want, but he does answer it. But we're filled with fear. But God's telling us, don't be afraid. I'm going to handle it. I'm going to answer it. It might not be the way that you're praying for me to answer it, but I will. So don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid walking through this situation or or waiting for Mm -hmm. a promise that I have told you. I feel like we ought, no matter how old you are, you feel like God's given you a promise for something. If he hasn't answered it yet, it's so easy to be fearful. So good. Expectations. Yeah. We put expectations, don't we, in our brain of how it should be, mm-hmm. how God has to answer it according to our expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And just like in the story, the true story, God had a whole other plan of mm-hmm. how he was going to arrive. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And the fourth point is this pure light brings the good news that your sins can be forgiven. Um, God forgives sins. You shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Matthew 121. Um, and you wrote now you can forgive others, which is huge. We have to know we're forgiven first before we can even forgive others. But the, the real main point of that, I think, is 
Um, like Michael said too, I'm piggybacking. Michael <laughs> crushed it, so he also crushed my two points within his, within his talking point, which is great. Camera crew's laughing back here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean that that's huge. I feel like a sin is a sin. Like we always say, sometimes we think that one sin's so much bigger than the others because I feel like that's as humans we think oh wow you did this but I've only done this a sin is a sin no matter what so no matter if you feel like you've committed this big sin or this super small sin your sins can always be forgiven um, which is huge for us as humans while we're walking through life feeling like oh my gosh I'm doing this awful thing or I'm speaking this way or doing something terrible but I was telling my mom there's this um podcast in the UK. It's called The Way UK. And it's just these young adults that go through this city of Brighton in the UK and literally just talk to people on the street and ask them questions about their faith in God. And this one young kid went up to this uh, boy and this girl and said, if you could ask God one thing, what would it be? And that they were talking and then the um, young boy said, I would want to know, how do you know which is the right one and is it ever too late to change? And that I've watched it over and over and over again. And I'm like, that is the, the human nature crying out. Like he knows there's something bigger. We know it's the Lord, but not everyone gets that revelation right off the bat. So he's searching and he's saying, I'm going to ask him, is it ever too late to change my mind to, to choose the right thing? And I'm like, thank God for the Lord. Cause it's never too late. It's never too late to choose the Lord. Um, that's powerful. And to accept him in the your question, heart. Let me, let me bounce on that a minute. Yeah. The question was, is he was afraid he was choosing the wrong God? Or yeah, he like, wanted to know. He wanted to know what's the right way. I if see. If there is a God, well, then, okay, is this uh, How the do right you find way? him? I got it. And is it ever too late to change your mind? Like, if oh. I'm on this path, you know, I don't know, agnostic, atheist, Muslim, mm-hmm, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then I realize, no, God's the right way. Well, then is it ever too late? Can I, can I go back and say, God, you're it. Is it ever too late? Right. And I thought, wow, he was probably like 18 years old. And I'm like, those are questions that we all ask ourselves. That's, but that was really powerful. And as Michael said, we're in the age of grace. <clears throat> it's never too late. Yeah, exactly. And if you're ever going to do it, it's during the age of grace. Grace is here. Yeah. He's here. That's excellent. I love that. Is it ever too late? No, the answer is no. Never, never. Amen. Um, that's so good. Did I chop you off? You're no, good. no, it's great. That's... I want to, before we get to Mike's last two, let me say the, say the first four again. We had singing a new song, number one. What, is pure, what does love's pure light do? Helps you to sing a new song, like Michael said. Number two, gives you the age of grace. Number three, it removes fear. Those angels said, do not be afraid. Number four, brings the good news that your sin is, can be forgiven. And is it ever too late? Mm-hmm. Never. And Mike's got two more that Love's Pure Light does. Great. Super, super points, Hannah. Um, um, point number five is this pure light has you. Um, you know, I start out every day bringing my prayers to the Lord. And I say, thank you, Lord, that you are the maker of all things, seen and unseen. Mm. So I had that revelation in my mind that you've created the universe and yet you're going to listen to my prayers. And I believe he does because we have faith, right? Faith is believing in things that are unseen that will be come to fruition. Um, And a couple of verses, Hebrews, um, if you're learning the Bible or new to the Bible, Hebrews is a great book to start with. Um, 
it, there's so much richness and wealth in that book. And in <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 1, the Lord talks about he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. <clears throat> and later in, in verse 3, God says that he is upholding the universe by the word of his power. So he is literally upholding the entire universe through, the, through his power and his belief that, the, his, that he has given to Jesus. And if you look in Colossians verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 17, it says, all things are held together by him, meaning Jesus. Jesus is holding the universe together. He's holding me together. Mm -hmm. He's holding our family together. Mm -hmm. And the message in this is, don't think that God is so big that he cannot hold you together mm. because he can. And he can hold you together every day, no matter what you're going through. And if you start the day with him and you end the day with him, chances are you're gonna have a very, very good day, no matter what you come against that day because God will hold you together. Mm -hmm. And there are obviously are eternal implications with that. Um, in verse, or point number six, is that the pure light can never be put out. And you know, there is no darkness in heaven, right? Mm -hmm. There is no darkness in heaven, mm -hmm. but heaven is not lit by the sun that we see every day. Heaven <clears throat> is lit by an eternal light that comes from the throne of God. That's right. And that eternal light is passed to us through his son, Jesus. That's right. And he is our high priest, right? Mm -hmm. We can go to him as our high priest on a daily basis with whatever issues that we have in our life. We have a high priest sitting at the right hand of the throne of God who is interceding on our behalf mm -hmm. for each one of us, everybody out there. If you grab that, you will know that I'm not alone. You know, this is a time of year where a lot of people feel like, wow, it's Christmas. I have no family. Yeah. You know, my life is a mess. You know, I've done this. Um, there's a lot of darkness in my life and uh, nobody cares about me. That is exactly a lie from the enemy. Mm -hmm. Jesus cares about you. The Lord cares about you. And the light that emanates from the Lord through Jesus can be put into your life as well. Mm -hmm. All the darkness that you're dealing with today can be taken away like that. Mm -hmm. If you let that light in, mm -hmm. and like Michael said, you can do that by grace. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. Through the grace of God, he will accept you the way you are if you accept his son and when you make that acceptance, all of a sudden you're going to see a big change. Mm -hmm. This light that can never be put out, never, it will never be put out. You know, darkness tried to conquer the light. Jesus mm. conquered the darkness mm. at the cross. That's good. So That's the good. light that shines from heaven will not only give you light today, but it also leads to eternal life. Mm -hmm. And we implore you to, to grasp that today. You're not alone. This could be the best Christmas season you ever had, That's true. but it can, it can only improve if you make that step and say, I want that eternal light to shine in me. I want it to shine through me. 
and it'll lead to eternal life. Mm. Oh my gosh. You know what I was, I, I'm about, I was going, now I'm leading to say, Mike, please pray for everyone. But what I want to do, look, this, this was awesome. This was, I think this was our best. We've done three. For me, this was our best. Let us know how you like it. I hope you love it. I hope you're receiving it. Amen. But what we're going to do is we're going to close out just for a minute. I want to come back and have Mike pray for all of you to have that light come into your heart. Could be your best Christmas ever. <laughs> but um, stand by. We're going to bring Elizabeth and the kids back because I want them part of the prayer and part of everything. So we'll be right back. Everyone, we are back. That ending was so powerful with Mike sharing that. And, but I wanted to bring in Elizabeth and Tripp and Ellie Jane to be a part. So um, we're going to pick it right back up with uh, the ending of Mike's part. And then we're all going to pray for you. So Mike, go ahead. Uh, we just want to thank the Lord for this time of year for his son who we celebrate Christmas about. So let's pray together. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that your son Jesus was born and you brought him to us to shed your light on the world and to bring life, eternal life, into our lives. And Father, I pray for everybody who is watching today, Lord, that your light would shine on them, the Lord, that whatever situation they're in, that they know they could turn to you and you will bring life, eternal life, as they accept Jesus as their savior into their lives, Father. We ask you to bless everybody, Lord. Bless this holiday season. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you very much, Tripp. So with that, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, family. Thank you, everyone. That was awesome. We've got two little Bible scholars here sitting ready to dig and tackle. Hey, thanks for joining us. And so family, with that, I think we will wave to the camera, say Merry Christmas to everyone, and thanks again, and we will see you next time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes. yes.